You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. She's what are your neighbors talking about? We can learn from that. Gardening is kind of a shared experience, isn't it? Very much so. People kind of go back and forth. Neighbors mm-hmm. are talking. What's that plant? Oh, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. So and that's what we want to share in part here. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Always good to be back. Really? What do you like most about being in a small studio with your favorite husband? Well, I really your like favorite it. Favorite husband. I really like it when you're drinking coffee. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a hit of espresso. <laughs> Nothing like that coffee smell to wake you up. But yeah. Sorry about that. Sure. No problem. So now, uh, yes. garden questions. Should we just jump okay. right in and see where it takes us? Well, sure. Why not? Lots of questions out there. Our first one this week is from Leslie in Prescott Valley. She bought a Japanese maple and ended up putting it in a spot where it really just got too much sun. Yeah, and uh, wind out there. And wind. wind and sun. So she wants to know, she needs to move it, obviously. Can she do it now or should she wait until it's more dormant? Yeah, so, it, okay, here's what the book says. book says, wait till it's fully dormant so the sap is not flowing in the plant because you're you greatly reduce mm-hmm. the transplant risk. Okay, that's January, February, March. So it, it'll, it'll lose its leaves. Here in November, typically first part of December, yeah, but the sap is still kind of flowing around, and so mm-hmm. you want to you want it to have some sustained cold. So get past the new year, Leslie, and then move it. Before you move it, come in and get a, get one of our planting guides. Mm-hmm. It'll show you how big of the hole should be, what mulch, food, root and grow, what you need. We've got some transplant shock stuff, some juice in a bottle. It's called root and grow. It's magic for transplant shock. It'll be a game changer. Japanese maples are expensive plants because they're slower mm-hmm. growing. So you do want to hold off if you can. So a true gardener would go, I can do it now if I want to. <laughs> you could, but the risk goes up like eightfold right. as far as risk goes. If you could just wait just a, just a few more months because we're almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, you can move it just wherever you want in the yard, but mm-hmm. the, uh, Japanese maples are not going to like to have more than six hours of sun and they don't want to be in the wind. So move it to that North, the East side of yeah. your gardens under the patios, the front front entrance uh, by, by your front door in that little corner area. Uh, that's where Japanese maples love, mm-hmm. love, love to grow out in the yard. Nah, they look like Leslie's tree. Right. So you'll want to move it. Yeah, so it's probably going to continue to look pretty rough, and those leaves are going to look ugly, but the tree itself will live and will be fine. So you're you're good holding off to transplant it. I'm just amazed she got it to to Leslie. That's a he or a she name. I'm not sure which one, right? (laughs) I'm just assuming. I'm amazed it lives that hundred degree. Was that like a month Mm -hmm. ago, uh, July or first part of August? It was so hot. Yeah. If it survived, it's you've got a you've got a survivor. Just kind of move it this winter and it will thrive. You'll have a thriver at that point. Not just a survivor. <laughs> a thriver. Is there a song? <laughs> yeah. Or is, I will survive. Isn't that? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, please don't go down that path. Sticks. No, uh, I will survive. Is it Aretha Franklin? Or okay. Who's the other one that gets? Uh, never mind. 
I'm sure somebody this will is let not us a pop know. culture. Uh, this is a garden <laughs> show, not a pop culture yeah, we're not history good. of the 60s pop culture That's show. True. We're not good pop culture. Okay, so Tony would like to know, is another trimming question. When's the best time to trim back a desert willow? And can I take it from a multi-trunk and make it into a single trunk? That one, that that one this week too. Really? So now desert willows, that is a uh, a a native plant that grows out towards Dewey Humboldt down towards Kirkland, Skull Valley, kind of the whole ridge lines. There's mm -hmm. just a lot of them. They're beautiful. It's a tree that's up about uh, high teens, 20, 20 feet, no higher. Mm -hmm. And then it's got lots of these purpley to pink flowers all over it. Hummingbirds love it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a true native. It grows wild as a multi-stemmed. To train it into a single stem, just a trunk coming up, very doable. It's just going to take a couple of years to, to get it to do that. You just take the main trunk that looks the straightest for you, trim everything else off, and then fertilize, fertilize, fertilize. <laughs> get that thing to grow like crazy for you. Mm -hmm. um, so his question was, can I grow it in? What was the when question? You... <laughs> I lost track. Short term memory loss. Uh, can he trim now? Oh, no. Don't do that. Okay. Stop. Don't trim now. <laughs> now what? Okay. Here's. So if you're major trimming like i'm going to turn it into a tree that's done in january february march again the, mm -hmm. the sap is flowing it's not flowing there's no bugs out to go after the cuts it's just a lot of reasons why you want to wait in midwinter uh so so do your major pruning then with that being said the book says you can prune up to 10 percent of the foliage mass whenever you want so just give it a haircut Mm -hmm. a major branch something's poking in the eye dinging in the head cut that thing off but the major pruning i would wait till that sap is not flowing and the bugs are not out mm -hmm. uh disease pestilence just there's everything's growing right now <laughs> if you have an open wound you're more likely to have something happen so be patient be patient all right so Carla just moved into a new home in the Prescott area. She has the perfect spot for a perennial garden. She wants to know, is it too late to be planting perennials? And then part two question is, uh, what about putting out wildflower seed? Oh, sure. So, so it is very much an ideal time to start a wildflower, not so much a wildflower, a flower garden. So, and, and you're into your summer and autumn flowers. Mm -hmm. That's what's, they're the biggest ones of them all, the showiest of them all. Yeah. And so you could easily get your soil ready, start planting some things and enjoy the perennial flowers. And we've got quite a few annual flowers that came in. So pansies mm -hmm. are here, Johnny Jump Ups, Kales, all these, all these things that will look good for the next six months. Even in the winter, mm -hmm. it will look great. So yeah, absolutely. It is the wrong time to start wildflowers. The time to start wildflowers by seed. We've got four different mixes that we make here at the garden center. I guess you could cheat it. We could show her how to start it now. If you really wanted to, we could show you how to cheat. But ideally, wildflowers are started December, January, February. That, that midwinter, very early spring, you want those out there while the snow can still hit them. They need that freeze thaw that happens. Uh, so. Come see us. We can give you the inside <laughs> scoop. You know, flower gardeners just mentioned a survey that we had. 81% of all homeowners mm -hmm. do some sort of flower gardening. Cool. So it's 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 the number one 
-hmm. thing that people do. It's even more than tomatoes or vegetables or fruit really? trees or roses. I guess roses count as flowers, don't they? Uh, not to Rosarian. Did, they, yeah, <laughs> they did not break it down for it. They just said flowers. People that homeowners that that garden with flowers. Okay. So you you should have flowers. Yeah, just do the. We flowers. actually have a really nice selection of the late summer fall perennials right now. Um, some beautiful echinaceas. I love the colors they're coming out with. The rutabekias. Rutabekias are beautiful. Uh, Echabekias are in. Anything um, with a Beckia. <laughs> Chrysanthemums. So a lot of those plants she could easily get in now and then leave some space for the yeah. spring and summer ones. That's that a good idea. Yeah. Well, is there room for one more? We, we, is, do you have one more question? Usually no, because okay. we rarely get through three questions. So I, I guess I'm just I, on a mission to, to kind of finish you things out. Are. What's on your mind, Ken Lane? What would you, you know, like to talk about? I noticed that our, our alyssum, has got some mildew on it. Really? So I ripped those things out. Trash day was yesterday. Oh. So I ripped those things out of our, our container pots because yeah. they were getting this white mildewy. Huh. It's all this rain humidity yeah. stuff. So ripped those things out. I noticed that you just had pansies come in. I want mm -hmm. to get those in and get them filling in for our sure. containers right away. And I think that that that's advice we can give to mm -hmm. quite a few folks is, Open up those gardens so you can receive some of these fall and winter bloomers. Right. It's unique for here. So mm -hmm. we can grow four seasons. We have four seasons, but it's the mildest four seasons you can possibly have. Take advantage of it. Yep. Your, your neighbors from Connecticut, where you came from, <laughs> they'll be jealous that you've got flowers and they're in, buried in snow. <laughs> Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners. Be back after this. If new neighbors are encroaching on your privacy, we have just the solution. At Waters, we have an entire section of thick, bold plants dedicated to privacy. Fall is a time to plant a new privacy hedge, and we're here as advisors. Take a quick measurement and snap a picture before you come visit, and you'll quickly be living in privacy once again. Plus, our team of experts know how to plant to increase plant growth next spring. We'll show you how. Waters Garden Center, we know privacy in your backyard. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.